Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. season because I've gotten so irrationally angry uh, that I did some window shopping except for items I could safely throw around my apartment in anger. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've turned off the TV. Yeah. Uh, I think that will ultimately be good for my uh, uh, my blood pressure uh, in, uh, in part and, and just for my general enjoyment of life. Uh, but my plan had been... <laughs> Uh, previously to uh, record this podcast from my couch while I watched the uh, Saints-Rams debacle uh, on mute. And uh, sometimes when you are watching TV on mute, and apparently sometimes when you're not watching TV on mute, uh, you, you turn on this little function uh, that shows words up on the screen. Pierce, oh, what is you that mean, function? I believe it's called closed captioning. When you say sometimes people turn on when it's not on mute, do you mean like in waiting rooms at, at hospitals and stuff? That's the only place anybody would do that, right? Oh, I see. I, I think of waiting rooms as the places where the captions are on, but the TV is muted. I don't oh, know. I, 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 I think... Or like at the uh, gym. You get that at gym oh, that's a true. fair amount. I think... Yeah, well, I think that the that actually the sound is on at the gym, but the weird music they play is so loud, and people have headphones <laughs> in, so like we might as well why, <laughs> why not both <laughs> kind of thing. But okay. yeah. but I think that there's so that's what I think of when I think of closed captioning. But but Max, I think that that you I don't know if you're most aware, but you've certainly thought about it. This is apparently not the only place closed captioning is going on in America right now. That is correct. I am aware. It would seem as though the the young folk really like their closed captioning. Is that um, the the Gen Z? Is that what they're called? I think it's the millennials and the Gen Z, but yeah. more so Gen Z from from what I've read. And I think we should point out off the bat. I'm I'm not totally positive, but I think there is a difference between closed captioning and subtitles. Um, yes, I yeah, want to yeah. say closed captioning is provided for. Um, people that, that, that really need them he, and the so they're impaired. probably more accurate i want to say and subtitles are not but they're yeah. at, like so cross service services like netflix like don't have to have that available but they they add it themselves yeah um, so so yeah i think just, that we should uh, specify that what i'm thinking of is is some type of it is not we're not talking about live programming here though i guess it could be maybe it's on all the time but i think the phenomenon that we're getting into is specifically for like television shows on on things like netflix and yeah. and and such that We're, that you've they, the script has gone through before someone could go in and enter the the words yeah it's what the heck is up with people watching the office with subtitles on <laughs> yeah when okay. they have total fine hearing let's not bury <laughs> that's the, the lead yes that's, that's the question that's what, we're digging into well, yeah. so, okay so you've already start uh you've already short-circuited one of my thoughts of the reason for this which is 
you know, we, we've all torched our hearing with years of, I guess it's not so much a thing for Gen Z, but like, you know, we're shredding our ears with, uh, with prolonged headphone usage, especially, uh, yeah. as, as Max dangles, uh, his, his in front of the camera for all of you who are listening to this video podcast. Yeah. I got these, these um, little white things that I stick earbuds. in my ear holes. <laughs> Uh, and like, you know, we're, I think we're even getting to a point of starting to, uh, realize that we're doing that and trying to take measures to counter it. Pierce, you and I went to a concert this past week and you brought your earplugs smartly. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because <laughs> I think you bought those earplugs at least partially on my recommendation. And not only did I forget mine, but I realized yeah. I've actually never used mine. <laughs> Yeah. No, after when you start, you know, in Gen Z, maybe they, they won't have this happen. But when you start the next day, not only do your is it kind of weird sounding, but you start to get a headache slash kind of queasiness because your 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 hearing is so messed up that you that that's going on. But so so I think there the idea of having closed captioning is maybe good. But Max, I think that you, when I first kind of asked about this, because I generally do not understand, and I don't know that we're going to get an answer here today, but you at least had a theory that made some sense about maybe why people are, are doing this with with just everything that we've got going on to stimulate us, and we need maybe more ways to stay connected. Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly part, if not all of it, Um is that when you're watching TV, but you're also on your computer and you're getting texts on your phone, it's it's easier when there's closed captioning to not miss things from the show. It's almost like a form of, um, you know, attention deficit disorder times number of inputs at one time. We're no longer sitting and just watching The Office. The Office is on in the background while we're on our computers and reading the tweet machine. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that it's it's a way to, to more easily stay in tune with the show. I will say off the bat, I, I don't do it, and I really dislike them. <laughs> but I definitely know people that, that prefer them on for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's... I think that's fair, but, like, isn't... it's That's weird to me, though, because there's also a counter-argument when you talk about the attention deficit. Like... Focusing then on the subtitles, doesn't that make it even harder to pay attention to the show itself? Like, if you're just focusing on the lower third of your screen looking for words, and you're not, like, you're already not really paying attention to what's going on behind the words. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that just kind of defeat the whole purpose of watching the show? Yeah, the, and that is my <laughs> that's that's where n- there's no route that I can go down in this choose your own adventure of explaining why this happens. There's no direction I can go down that makes any sense. Cuz Max, what you just described, which is it, it becomes a, a way to to deal with the attention deficit, all the things that are taking our attention are I think first and foremost things that are taking our eyes. So if I am if I'm only interacting with the show with my eyes, like that just that doesn't really check out because it's maybe the last thing. If I'm looking at my phone or I've got my computer or I'm talking to someone, my eyes are the thing that is most distracted, maybe. I might still be able to hear it. Um and then the other thing, Sean, kind of more to your point, is that lower third of the screen um 
I think of this this Friends or The Office or Good Place, whatever's on Netflix, that type of watching is filler. It's it's kind of noise. It is so that when you are walking around your home, when your apartment, when you're back from work or doing stuff in the evening, folding laundry, it's on. You've watched it before, so you recognize and hear it. Maybe you'll look up because it's a scene you really like. Again, you are not watching it vigilantly. So what are the subtitles serving? I, I just don't I don't see how they're giving any value unless you're trying to memorize the line so that you can talk at the proverbial water cooler about, oh, did you did you what, what are you going to say? Did you watch that thing on Netflix for the 34th time? Yeah. So in the in the case of those kinds of shows, like I definitely agree that it's it's something that seems pretty unnecessary. But let me let me tell you a little story. Uh, for for a long time, uh, Max has hated watching things with me. Uh, for a number of reasons, mostly because, comparatively, I don't pay attention. Um, whether that be, uh, you know, looking at my phone, or whether that be wanting to participate in conversation with my friend. Mm-hmm. Now. I have often thought that that was kind of overblown. And then the final season of Game of Thrones happened. And the people that I watched it with, (laughs) while I love them dearly, were a nuisance and a half. And I genuinely, there were times when I could not hear anything. And so... I will be honest, I watched most of the last season of Game of Thrones with subtitles on because that was basically the way that I was going to know what was being said or else it was either that or going home or saying goodnight to my friends who were leaving my apartment and then watching it again alone. I really don't want that to be the reason why this is happening for the reason to singularly be that people just won't shut up. Uh, and part of my my hedge for that is that this is so often shows that I think people have already seen before. But you make a really good case that the rationale is you really can't hear anything because people – not all social time is the same. Sometimes – different people have different expectations and you don't want to say my expectation is you shut the hell up but this is a really in this case this is a really passive aggressive way to express that and that's bad this is this is the you let me let me get on my wall street journal op-ed soapbox here and be like this is the downfall of social culture and and civics because because chill out uh uh, yeah, I mean, because that's – how do we deal with the problem? We're very passive-aggressive about it and then look at our phones and try not to be confrontational, which is I think very much like – that is very much the the 35 and under kind of I folks, mean, I think. Look, I, I was watching it with Emily who had never seen the show before, decided not to watch previous seasons other than – like season recap YouTube videos before the premiere started. And she was actually, she was great. She, she had a lot of questions, but saved most of them for after episodes ended. Um, Mm. And then I I was also watching with some other friends who, you know, 
I think it was people that after I uh, when did, God, I don't even remember when this happened. I don't even remember when the season of TV came out. It was it was a friend that I used to work with and their significant other, and it it was people that I didn't get to see a whole lot, and so I I, I kind of accepted that the real reason they wanted to get together and watch the show is because they wanted to hang out. And yeah. like I, you know, I don't think it's, for, at least for me, I didn't. I don't think it was passive aggressive to, you know, to accept that, and and watch that way as opposed to saying no. Why don't we hang out in another context because you're gonna frustrate the hell out of me while we watch this TV show? Because that's just aggressive aggressive. That's just being a dick. Yeah. So the the other thing about this and a question I would I would ask you max because it seems like you know some more people who who do this but so we've established that these younger generations are are, are have the 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 closed captioning on this the the to, to use the analogy you know to the pete Buttigieg's have have the uh closed captioning on but also the joe the the joe biden's also have it on because they're older and they've they got the record pl- they can't hear they've got their record player going there's just a lot so i kind of wondered if maybe a rationale for this is these younger people maybe they've got older parents or their their parents went to punk shows all the time so they can't hear anymore so is max is that maybe where this is coming from that people are just used to it because they watch stuff with their parents and always had closed captioning on I don't think so. No. Um, it is interesting I, that it's something that's used both by old people and young people, but for different reasons. But yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's a cause. So personally. I don't I don't think that is a cause. I I think there could be some juice to another version of that theory, which I've been formulating as we've been talking. <laughs> what is the national stereotypical channel of dads everywhere at least in the u.s i don't i don't know anymore i'm so detached from tv is it fox or is fox it fox news no no, no. ESPN? I, I, I didn't say grandfathers i didn't say racist uncles i said dads it's espn what what okay. is what's the you know what's the satire of every dad oh he he's trying to take you know sitcom dad you know knows he needs to take care of the kids but he really just wants to watch the game mm-hmm. what has been a fixture on your espn television screen for most of our lives bottom oh, line the ticker yeah the ticker yeah. the bottom line it's the ticker's fault we grew up with the mm-hmm. espn ticker we grew up with the cnn ticker when our parents decided they wanted to get current like mm-hmm. i i think i, I think we're I do. Th- I think there is a version of this that is coming from it being imprint- imprinted on our brains that there's supposed to be more, more going on on the screen than just what's happening in the show. But yeah. there's not really a mm. version of that for The Office. Hmm. Yeah, that's a. So I think to to your point earlier, Max we want maximum stimulation all the time. We want maximum distraction all the time. So give me the ticker, give me the closed captioning over the ticker so my eyes get crossed looking at everything. Um, and then while we're at it, let's just bring back the the picture in picture so I really get a oh, little bit yes. more. <laughs> yeah. It's such a waste of time. Well, you realize but, what, what 
picture in picture is. It's the it's the dual box. Yeah. Oh yeah. As someone who spends Sundays watching Octoboxes, um, you have a problem. Yeah. The dual box. No, is it's great. it's a problem if the Octobox is actually eight TVs. It's less of a problem if it's the Octobox on Red Zone. I get today was, one today game was four TVs. I get one game on a delay. Yeah, there was a baseball game on one of those four TVs. <laughs> And when it ended, it started playing Seinfeld. <laughs> that um, sounds like your dream. Yeah. So the, is hearing Sean talk about using it for Game of Thrones is interesting. I, I, I was reading a bit about this to try to understand why people do this. And it for me, it actually did resonate from the sense of, like, you may not have a hearing problem, but it's still hard to follow all the script from a TV show sometimes, whether it's Peaky Blinders and you have trouble understanding them, or mm. whether it's a show like... Breaking Bad that's serious but has louder and quieter parts, or even in the office, there's like mumbling and I miss things. So if I didn't get so bothered by the closed captioning, they probably would help me watch the show because I definitely miss jokes and I have to say, well, what did he say? And it, I don't think it's a hearing problem as much as an understanding what they're saying. I guess that is kind of a, a, a hearing that's, thing, yeah, but I it kinda, comes from distractions and things. I, so. I like this. I like this point a lot because we are so often anymore watching these shows that are not network tv with very i think you know the way that they're produced and everything everything is very clear and and you really until recently it was mostly just white people talking about their white lives and and you get this very standardized uh way of speaking and talking uh and if you're watching peaky blinders instead or game of thrones it has a lot of accents um and then you do obviously have foreign languages some made up some not on these shows too you are kind of used to those um subtitles or closed captionings as well as yeah if you watch a show like peaky blinders it is or anything that is the influx of british actors doing all of the tv all the time uh yeah you can't always hear them and i think of i also think of things like mr robot where there is a lot of mumbling going on all the time so i think that that's that's pretty sound i and then you it just becomes a habit yeah yeah i mean is it is it just a habit is that what it is yeah i mean think how think how think how much of a struggle it feels like to change one of the settings on the tv and you just if it's not a bother why would you why would you change it and this isn't a bother i'm sure once you've turned it on you can say that it has some utility as as we've kind of laid out here we've made a bunch of different sort of half-baked points about how oh this isn't that bad it could be helpful and so once it's there why go through the trouble of finding that setting on your screen i I don't really agree with that i would turn it off but i could see how you're you're there to relax and watch tv why would you do that go the extra mile i guess although one of my previous roommates always had it on so i would have to go and turn it off every time i wanted to watch something because it was a nuisance for me but that's fair (laughs) (laughs) it is funny how that works like and i mean persistent settings are definitely part of that too like if you're you know if you are watching on an apple tv like i am and you turn on subtitles one time and they're just on forever you know Mm -hmm. i I can i can see how like inertia is a powerful force and so like it wouldn't be out of the question to then just say okay well these are on and i'm gonna leave them but like 
I mean, I think it's I think it's distracting. And if you watch something that's like really visually arresting, something that's you know well made, and and one of the things that you're supposed to appreciate it about it is how good it looks. Having subtitles is kind of terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. The, the I'd say that Game of Thrones, especially given the, the darkness that they wanted to express all the time in these beautiful shots, the last thing I'd want is some subtitle of of like you know in in quotes or or in brackets or something dragon noises across like a dragon that's going across the screen I would be very frustrated and think that that's ridiculous because it is it uh is. yeah and so yeah. i i think that my homework is to f- put myself in a setting where people are doing this that i know and i'm comfortable asking and i can ask why uh just because it's it's beyond me and uh i really i really want to know because i bet Mm -hmm. as we've gone over here there's not just one answer and it could be inertia or it could be i watch with my parents or i can't hear anymore because of all the the taylor swift concerts i've been to or stuff like that i i think that it's it's really great that the technology exists and people can still find comfort in their shows and they can be augmented in some way by doing this it just i am unable to understand the logic behind it yeah we need to get google glass so that anyone who wants to watch the show can have the google glass with just subtitles for themselves Mm -hmm. without blocking the content yeah maybe that Um, would be better pr for google glass they could say this is for people who who need this and they don't have to be you know social social baggage basically yeah wait hold no that would be horrendous pr for google glass because that would be saying anyone who wears google glass is social baggage well we're all social baggage and (laughs) well they give it out for free and they'd be like hey you know if you need to augment your experiences anyway but but not everyone needs are the google glass frames going to be red are they going to be the the scarlet shitty tech accessory um, well, they have them. I'm sure they have them in a warehouse just lying around, so they might as well give them away for free. So, this is a nice way to be like, We're helping people, yay! Uh, you know, yeah, but aren't, yeah, yeah, but they're aren't gonna they really the just aren't they really just helping you determine who you want to ostracize and not hang out with? There are so many ways I already do that. Like, if you text me and a green <laughs> box pops up, I know that we're not gonna, it's not gonna go well. Bye, Kevin, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and one place we didn't actually mention is th- that I always find, other than just people using them at home, I mean, we talked about, like, waiting rooms and things, but it's they're always on at bars mm-hmm. with sporting events. And Which I, is I terrible, because... There's so many times so when screen. I ask the bar to take them off, because I don't need... <laughs> like, yeah, the game is usually muted, but it's like, okay, I don't, I don't, you don't need the announcer. I know the rules. And then the and then the subtitles usually block like the score or half the screen. I guess yeah. no one figured out that with very few exceptions, the broadcasters are the worst part of watching any game. Yeah, like yeah, when I tried to watch when I tried to watch Monday Night Football the other night and Booger McFarland, uh, you know what's the term they say? Bless his soul or bless his heart is oh, is <laughs> actually just bless both it's of them. Bless his heart because he's still alive. <laughs> I think bless his soul is for people that are dead. 
<laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't good, but like and at the same time, like I I do still think you need them there. Deadspin uh, uh Deadspin I, I think posted a story. They've got like a subsite called the Stacks that's you know, a repository for reposted, you know, great sports journalism from other places and somebody wrote a story about uh the NFL's brief one game experiment with just not having announcers at all um and i think it was a disaster if i if i remember correctly what i read so like mm-hmm. they do still need to be there but at the same time like troy eggman is hot garbage and just you know he does what every color analyst does and just spouts the coldest takes for four hours and so like i i can't imagine wanting a closed caption feed of that and like how you know closed captioning somebody's got to do that on the fly someone is like hearing that and banging out you know banging out captions as quickly as they can that's why you see often there'll be like mistakes and they'll scroll back they'll like you know delete what they had typed um so (laughs) it just it's that is that does seem like the silliest use of this technology yeah i mean honestly the (laughs) i think that siri is better at doing closed captioning of what you say to siri than than like the average sports sports game on tv is so so maybe maybe she should take over for it yeah uh but no i yeah i i think that it is it is undeniably a very valuable thing i think just in this very specific setup we've described which is not not at the bar but in your own home in your own apartment deciding that you're going to flip on the closed captioning to watch the office or friends the subtitles it yeah sorry yeah the subtitles um it's just very very strange it's just strange to me so i i need to do more research on it yeah, uh, you know, I, it just it does feel a little bit like a, an old man yells at cloud argument to you know shut the fuck up and pay attention to stuff. Yeah, but like I don't, some, sometimes yeah, you need those. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not being judgmental about it. I I don't I really don't know. It seems crazy, and I try to put my my feet in in those shoes. But it's really hard to understand without going out in the field and talking to people about why they do it uh so so i'll have to go get my feet ready for different shoes i suppose i'm gonna spend my next week of field research trying to connect the dots between i try not to be judgmental and why don't we just give them all google glass so i know who to avoid watching television with (laughs) but yeah sure (laughs) no no i i would then i would be able to watch television with them because they wouldn't put closed captioning on my tv all Sorry. right, fine. It, you win. It, it, I, either way, it helps me. Yes, yes, this is true. Okay. All right. Uh, so we, we've said a lot of things about subtitles, and uh, let's let's maybe put that on hold there and move on now to Pierce is Sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Well, I'm apologizing this week for trying to help other people. Uh, so I, so I live in a building that has, it's, it's nominally a condo building, but there are a lot of renters Mm -hmm. and we have a thing called building link where you can 
communicate with the other people in the building. You can also do a lot of, uh, you know, put in certain service requests and stuff like that. And you can send messages and, and about things you're selling or I have air filters for free or whatever. So a couple weeks ago, my internet speed just dropped precipitously. And I, I'm fairly knowledgeable about how this stuff works, and I've had issues before, so I was able to call Comcast. I'm like, it's not this, this, or this. I know my equipment works. I think it's something else. It might be the building. So the technician comes out, looks at it, uh, goes to the, the room where they have all the, the connections, and comes back and says, yeah, you do have a problem. It's not your problem. It's it's the way it's connected. Um, and there's a port there, and it actually connects eight different people's internet, and it's busted. So we're going to fix it tomorrow. No one had called yet, but you were all experiencing slower speeds. So I proceeded to do what I thought was a good idea, and I sent an email to the entire building using the building link and let everybody know to be this is the situation that happened. I wanted to let you know um, in future, like they, in this case, the internet service provider knew about it and didn't fix it until someone called. And so my point was, uh, you never know, you know, it could be affecting other people too. So, so definitely say something. And I thought that was really reasonable. And I don't know what I expected. I thought someone would respond. There are a lot of older people in the building who who would be like, oh, you know, thanks for letting me know. I noticed that too. I should have said something. Nothing. Dead silence. So I'm I'm sorry for putting myself out there because clearly no one gives a shit. And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But it it felt really – I felt really timid. I feel really timid now. I feel I'm very timid. I am astonished by your ability to twist that out of being an apology for essentially sending your entire building a note that said, Hey, it's y'all's fault that my email or that my internet was slow. Like, well, no, it's, 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 it is the internet services providers cause they knew about it, but they were waiting on someone to say something. And, and, and again, these, your response to that situation was to send an email to the entire building saying you when you say you've got a someone has to say something because you don't know who else it could be affecting what you're saying mm-hmm. is it could be affecting me so you all yeah. need to ask you know you all need to notify comcast sure to fix your own shit but also for me yeah. So, I, I you know, I, you apologize. You're you take that apology to be about whatever you want it to be about. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at the message. <laughs> I think I I think I was aware of not saying like it's your fault for inconveniencing me. Right, there, but there's a lot of ways you can say that without actually saying that. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that if you said anything close to what you described to us, you said that even if you didn't use those words i'm pretty sure my words were trying to get people riled up about like we have to hold the internet service provider accountable because they won't act unless we complain which is not ideal that's what you should apologize for yeah that's that's the real that's that's it never try to rally the masses because we are all 
We are all victims of inertia, and we will keep the closed captioning on and accept and the subtitles and accept how slow our internet is. That's oh the my problem. God. Yep. And those aren't even the youths; those are the older folks. They they don't they don't give a shit anymore because they're like we're basically dead. Well, there goes a key demographic for us. This we're basically oh, well, we're God. basically dead too because everything is melting, and we you know. Yeah. Don't I know it? It's apparently gonna. It's supposed to get back up into the nineties here this week. So joy. Uh, okay, so we'll uh, we'll close the show with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, I I was listening to another podcast this week, uh, all fantasy everything. Which, if you are not familiar, it is uh, a, a group of comedians, typically with a, a rotating fourth guest. Um, excuse me, uh, getting together to hold fantasy football style drafts on topics. Uh, so things like drafting a music festival lineup, uh, drafting a, a TV sitcom family uh, uh, by, by the individual members. Uh, but there's also, obviously, as, as is the case with pretty much any comedy podcast, there's a healthy level of banter in between those things and something was said on an episode i was listening to that made me go oh max has to hear this immediately and it was what i i believe now is the most perfect encapsulation of nicholas cage's acting career that i've ever heard uh which is it's not like there's any movie that would have gone down as a classic except for Nicolas Cage's performance in it. <laughs> like, he didn't prevent any Titanics. <laughs> Pretty much exactly matched the level of the movie he was in. Do you, do you, do you have any rebuttal to that Max official Nicolas Cage historian? I uh, he's been robbed of a lot of awards. Clearly, Razzies. Know. He can't win them every year. <laughs> um, they're entertaining. Yeah, that's, well, that's fair. Yeah, I I think that different folks have different entertainment uh, goals, and we certainly know that yours are slightly different given your expertise and the Nicolas Cage realm, specifically the Nicolas Cage realm of movies that are on Netflix, which are very much Nicolas Cagey, Nicolas Cage <laughs> movies. Oh, they're so cagey. Uh, yeah. Those are, but those are, again, those are movies likely not made bad by his presence. Mm-hmm. It's not like these are movies that would have been good, but then Nicolas Cage was cast in them and they turned to not good. Um, so that's, that's I, just, I thought it was a, a good contrast. It's like there are movies like Con Air or really like Raising Arizona and Leaving Las Vegas where he elevates good movies and like his game rises to the occasion. And then there are the Wicker Mans of the world, which were pretty much destined <laughs> to be shit shows. And when you want a shit show, Nicolas Cage is going to amp up his shit show game. So I I just I thought that was a pretty good description of the way the man works. So, Whew. all right, 
on that note, that is, will be the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at uh, Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to our podcast feed on your app and device of choice. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Max, thanks for listening. Back.